0: Reprogramming the brainwashed simply by uncovering the truth. He's the Spaceman with A View from
1: Space
2: on 640 Toronto. I'm the Spaceman at 640 Toronto. This is A View from Space. I'm talking about television brainwashing. Things that we've been seeing the last few days in Toronto here with four what I call psyops in the past seven days or so. And has suicide become the pop? culture, flavor of the month. It seems to me it's being pushed. We have Hunter S. Thompson, one of those gonzo journalists of, uh, you know, uh, devil may care, uh, living life to the fullest, and and doing some incredible journalistic research and coming up with some pretty hard-hitting answers to some questions that a lot of people don't have any answers to or won't answer, he ends up shooting himself. And I find this very strange that publicly his wife, Anita, came out and said, this is a triumph of his, not a desperate, tragic failure. His son and daughter-in-law said they couldn't be more proud of Thompson's bloody suicide. The guy was a warrior, and he went out like a warrior. We're happy for a hunter. So says his daughter-in-law. Meanwhile, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the Academy Awards, gave both its best movie Oscars to films portraying assisted suicide in a sympathetic light. Million Dollar Baby took home the award as the best picture while the Spanish offering the CN side won recognition as best foreign language film it was on the entertainment industry's night of nights millions of people saw glamorous movie stars in fairy tale gowns and tuxes receiving standing ovations for telling intense stories of deeply endearing figures who longed explicitly for death and persuaded friends to help them get their wish. And another case that comes, comes to mind is Terry Shiloh. In Florida, right now, a legal battle involving the husband who wants her plug pulled and her parents who do not. The loving husband wants her to die. The loving parents want her to live. And you'll recall, people say, well, she's a vegetable. She'll never wake up, blah, blah, blah. She's in the coma. Well, there was the story of the person that was in the coma for 22 years and came back. Mike, go ahead. You're on with the Spaceman. This is 640 Toronto. How
3: are you doing, Spaceman?
4: Very good. Thank you. What kind of questions would you like to answer? I'm a metro Toronto police officer who just got back from Edmonton. I'm displeasured by the situation out west. So am I. I don't believe What, do you officer. think I'm not? Oh, I think you are. Okay. I, uh, I listen to your, your show, and, and I respect it.
2: I want answers all the time, and I refuse to toe the party line. So, can you answer me this? Why guys with little pea shooters would go out to stake out that marijuana grow up and chop shop with a maniac that they knew was out there? Why would they send those kids out there to do that? The RCMP is supposed to be a respected, very intelligent organization. How come?
4: Quite frankly.
2: Do you have an answer for that? That's, I work, a, that's I work an answer with, I want.
4: I work with Metro, and uh, I won't say my division is I can get myself in a lot of heat, but uh, at the same time. RCMP made a very, very big discovery with this guy, and they made a very, very big mistake.
2: I believe you're correct. And yeah, how? And, and, and how much of a mistake was it, or was it that it just they turned a blind eye to it?
4: They just, they just didn't ruin four lives. They ruined many lives.
2: Oh, I realize that. I realize that. But, but 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 we already know that and we've already been through all of that, Mike. What we want now are answers to why that happened. And you know what? It's what I'm getting to on my television brainwashing uh, show here on 640 Toronto tonight, which is about giving you all image and no substance. And we got all image on that and no substance. Well,
4: with Roscoe, he's a... Uh... This guy was a loose animal. He we
2: knew, just, we know we that. What well, we want to know, our questions, our questions are, how come the brass and the RCMP made the decision to send those kids out there to guard it overnight? Why couldn't they wait until the morning, for instance, and, and, and send and send out the uh, ETF?
4: Well, I don't think Roscoe. In my opinion, am I allowed to give my opinion?
2: <laughs>
4: in my opinion, I don't think Roscoe knew he shot two cops. The first. If you, if you were told two were shot first and then he didn't realize he was shot and the two showed up and he shot two more and then he realized they were cops and then he put, him, put the gun in his mouth and that was it so I, I think he realized afterwards which was um he already suffered the, the ultimate mistake you know I mean he should have just given up right there but instead he took them both out you know I mean this guy's a, he, he's an idiot you know what I mean but uh, we all know that
2: that's why uh, I keep interrupting you when you get to that point, Mike, because we've already heard all of that.
5: The RCMP, what we
2: want now is the answers from the RCMP, which we will never get. Like I said, all in you image, will. no you'll substance. Get, you'll
4: get them, but you're going to get them fabricated. You'll get spin. You time
2: will time get here, spin.
4: You'll figure out what happens.
2: Yeah, you'll get spin. You
4: know what I mean? You'll find that out with any, any police force, Metro Police. The Metro Police uh, are what I hear technically the cause of that guy setting himself on fire also. I mean, uh, he had the lighter in hand. Yes, he went down there to make a statement. I don't think any mongoloy would uh, you know, light a match uh, when he has gas he poured all over his head.
2: Of course but, not. Uh, and I, I, I put it to you this way. If he was in the same psychological state of mind when he poured the gas over himself, when he was going out there to rent the vehicle, there's no way he could have gotten through the forms. His hands would have been shaken. He would have been distraught. He would have been out of sorts. He couldn't have done it, is what I'm saying.
4: But in a way, he also, with a statement saying that the, the cops are this and the cops are that, um, yeah, the cops... Well, that
2: was a trigger. You see, that's what yeah. I was saying at the very outset of the program, when we have uh, uh, only uh, uh, choices, uh, or some, uh, one choice left, and his one choice left was to flick the bick.
4: Well, it's like, it's like a person having a gun in his hand and the cops confronting him, and uh, what do you do? You know what I mean? You're, you're, our hands are tied behind our back. Do we put a bullet in him? Do we put a bullet
6: in
2: his leg? Oh, I'm not questioning what you guys did. You, guys were, guy. you guys were exemplary. You guys were... You did everything. Uh, what I am questioning is why he was even there and why you had to deal with it. And I'm saying... I'm saying... Oh, right. he, he was... It. Yeah, same thing with the guy on the uh, 401 dangling his daughter. He was seeing a psychiatrist... He was on drugs for depression. And I know, as just a layman, layman, let me finish the statement, Mike, and then you can speak. Just as a layman, I know that if you give too much of the antidepressant drug, you can push the patient over the edge. Yes, you can. Okay, so go ahead. Your comment, I'm sorry.
4: I believe the psychologist or the psychiatrist or whatever he was uh, visiting should be on trial because he made a wrong assessment of him.
1: This
2: is...
4: I read this, I, I wasn't there, so I wasn't in, in Toronto at the time, but um, apparently he, he, was un, he was depressed in whatever case it may be, and uh, he said that he wasn't uh, suicidal. Well, hello.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he right.
4: didn't do a Johnny Well, I don't,
2: trust, I don't trust the psychiatrists because I believe the psychiatrists are on the payroll of the Illuminati. I know it sounds really weird and, and, and like way out there, but hey... Everything that's happening these days seems that way. It's now normal. I find now that a lot of things that I used to only cover on this radio station, 640 Toronto, is now being covered by Oakley in the morning, Stafford in the afternoon, only with a different twist.
4: Friend. (laughs) So some
2: strange things are happening. So I'm saying, hey, what if? The psychiatrist was on the payroll, and that was a psyops, in order to force the community to acquiesce to certain demands made by our city fathers.
4: Well, I, I could go on about the city father.
2: Um, I bet you could, too, Mike. You
4: and, know, and, I, I could fill your whole show for the evening, but I don't think you want me to do that.
2: Why not? Uh, what, what have you got? I've got nothing to hide. Have you? Let's let it out in the open. Tell me Mayor, the first Mayor thing. Miller, that ca- tell me the first thing that came to your mind when it popped when when I said those words, city fathers. Mayor Miller. Yeah, just uh, somebody
4: who doesn't belong in his job.
2: Right, I just see where he got a a uh, 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 a little honor bestowed upon him.
4: Yes.
7: Did you notice Mayor that not
2: coming right off the heels up. of four psyops? Yep. So I believe it's a setup. I believe him and Paul Martin
3: mm-hmm.
2: connection with the states with. Cleric, the guy all, that uh, the character almost got the uh, uh, job that Chertoff got. How about McGinty? Homeland Security. And McGinty, the same thing. They're all, I, I believe they're all from the same little club, Little Lodge.
4: Uh, what, what, what I see is uh, city politicians, especially the city of Toronto politicians, Ontario premiers, they're the mob. That's all they are.
2: Absolutely. See? They're, they're not, the uh, Illuminati. They're not the fall yeah.
4: guys. Yeah. me promised and promised when he when he got into office, I'll do this, I'll do that. Mayor Miller, the same thing. That's I'll right. do this, I protect city workers. Blah 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 blah. Right. He doesn't protect anybody.
2: No. That he's going he's he's to leave done. you guys, uh, uh, and I'm speaking to you as a police officer. He's going to leave you guys high and dry. That's what he's going to do with you guys. And you guys are our best. I still call Toronto police, Toronto's finest. The guys that are on the street, and you just heard from one, a man called Mike. Spaceman 640 Toronto, back with more in a moment. If you've got a comment, it's 416 870 6400 or star
0: 640 on your cell. This is a view from space on 640 Toronto.
2: I'm Space. This is a view from space on 640 Toronto. I was just on the uh, telephone with uh, one of Toronto's finest I still call them that. Men police department. In the lower ranks, at least. I don't know if Mike was his real name or not, but he, such an honest man. He did not even ask for his voice to be altered. Which is, let's face it, that's just hiding behind a curtain. And that's exactly what our enemy does. And he wouldn't have any part of it, and I commend him for it. But it's available if you have to use it. I can disguise your voice and will. Mike, go ahead.
5: Hi, good evening. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. Uh, you know what? To me, this thing was so set up from the beginning. Let me ask you a question. Uh, to become an the officer, you got to have a pretty decent shot. Am I right? Yes you got to be, these guys are basically like, uh, what would you compare them to, a Navy SEAL or a Marine?
2: Yeah, they go They're through They're go, they, they go through a lot more uh,
1: yeah. heavy uh, training. Psychological, like uh, they do
5: yeah. Psyop, they do all kinds of things, right? Yes. You think about it, four of those guys went in there, right, against one guy. There's no way in hell that I stood a chance, unless <laughs> it's a big setup, right? They, those guys are basically... They went in there, caught him in the act. I mean, who knows who he was in with on this drug thing and whatnot. Who knows? Maybe they just didn't want the guy kicking out anymore. It
2: wasn't just the marijuana... Yeah, it's just really weird. The only, he only had a few plants, Yeah. He, he was also I mean, under suspicion. They made a big deal out of that, a huge deal. And I, I know, just... I, uh, they blew that out of proportion. They, they tried really? to make this thing, uh, guns and marijuana grow-ups. Yeah, so the coming... two things that came out of here that, was, uh, that, that four RCMP officers, young ones, yes. died.
1: That guy would have been, been was... running
5: with the tail between his legs. He wouldn't have been sticking around. There's no way in hell. And, and to think about it some more. Some,
2: the two that came early in the morning were there because of the stolen property, not because of the grow-ups.
5: How do we know that they were really there? Like, they just told us they were there. Well, as we as don't even ones, know right?
2: the timeline of that. Exactly. No, we they, don't. We they, don't, they, don't exactly they, know how Roscoe yeah. himself died yeah. either. We don't even know if they there was an someone else the on the, the property.
5: They don't know the angle. They don't know and the, we will never the know. body or nothing. Right? They don't know if the guy is self-inflicted the gunshot. I mean, Jesus Christ, they can look and inflicted any way you put it, right? Yes. So, I don't know, I just think it's kind of weird. Let me ask you another question. How how big how big of a deal do you think that they're going to make out of this regarding the marijuana and, and all that? Because I think well, that's the other okay. side of it. Here's,
2: here's, here's what it's doing. You notice that a Canada wants to legalize it or hints at doing it. So and you know, the, Well, let, let me finish now. Let me finish now. And then the United States is out to bust guys uh, oh, like big stars that got like a half ounce in their pocket,
1: right? Oh, what's the so,
2: you word? see, oh, yeah. you have oh, yeah. to... You have two different uh, viewpoints. You have a Canadian viewpoint, and all this is is to shut down trade between our two countries. In other words, let's pit Canada against the United States, and we can halt the economy. Look what you did with search and destroy with Jetsco yesterday. Uh, That was search and destroy.
5: Yeah, that's something. J.P. Morgan
2: and Chase Manhattan actually own Air Canada and probably ordered that through our government to shut them down so that they can have all of the business. Because Chase Manhattan, J.P. Morgan, own Ace Aviation, which is the parent company of Air Canada. Isn't
5: that something? It's all all tied into one little circle of people.
2: Well, it goes down to Wall Street. Yeah, uh, this is how nobody else case. realizes
5: it, and you yeah. approach an average person about this. And they forced JetsGo
2: and they forced yeah. them, and they, and, and they kept making, yeah. them, making them make more changes. In other words, jump through this hoop. Okay, now jump over this wall. Okay, now go under this fence. And yeah,
5: and they're not, they're, not even, they're not even saying anything on the news about who owns JetsGo and the parties involved. It's just Jets you know, done. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's, and,
2: kind of and, gang- and the it's- only people really that took the fall were huh, us.
5: Yeah, exactly. The that's people right. that
2: were booking yeah. on it.
5: Okay. Let me ask you one quick question. What about right. the price of gas? What's your, what's your, what's your quest on that? Right. I mean, it's...
2: You control economies of countries yes. by the price of gas, uh, how much uh, oil is per barrel, and it's now, I believe, $54.49. The okay. Business... You, you also control it by the interest rate. With those two things, you can control how much productivity each country puts out. Yeah, and right concerned. now, and right now, it's called punish North America and move all the businesses and every job to the Orient. So, do
5: they think they're going to get rid of us altogether, or?
2: Well, they're not going to get rid of us altogether, but they're going to bring uh, the Orient into a superpower status because the United States of America. Now, remember, I've been saying on 640 Toronto for quite a while that the United States of America must take a backseat to being the policeman of the world. And that's what Iraq is for, and also to be the uh, to cease being the economic engine of the world of the of world's economies. So the it's going to shift to the eastern side of the world for a while until we can get both, because remember the Hegelian dialectic, yes. one against the other, and the one, A doesn't win, B doesn't win, the ones who are fighting, right. C wins, the guys who put it yes. together and, yes. and pitted them one against one another. And that's yes. what's happening. It's divide and conquer all the yes. way.
5: Well, see, because I'm thinking this, these guys are, uh, well, so they're, I, I expect, have, I, I, they're on this quest for the power of Babel. I mean, the times that they're staying toward, towards the end, yeah, this is the time when they should be building the power, right?
1: Right,
2: they are building it.
5: So, why, why are they doing this? How come we're not what I'm hearing about it? I mean, usually they want to advertise these kind of things, right? And I'm thinking, since they're spreading us all over the place with these gas and then the wars and everything, is that just a distraction from the actual real deal that's going on that we're missing?
2: No, they want to crash the economies. They want to crash the uh, oil uh, oil industrial uh, um, uh, complex that the system that we have now because they have another one ready to go. And that other one will probably be uh, magneto, magnets. Uh,
5: A lot of people are are already in that electro
2: Electromagnets,
5: Hmm.
2: where they can harness the power, which is clean energy. But they won't give it to us yet because they want to pit one side of the world against the other side because they want Jerusalem for their own. So I
5: guess we're going to have to strap on some hats and guns again,
2: eh? Well, that's how you get a war going, don't you? You crash the economy so that you start blaming other people, and it's every man for himself. Look at this new movie, Hostage. Would you sacrifice your fam- uh, another family so that yours could survive? And yeah. I can hear everybody. It's the SUV mentality out there driving. Yeah, exactly. And I ride a motorcycle. Right? Yeah. The bigger the machine I got, the better chance I have in a crash. Instead of looking out for the other guy, they're trying to split us up. Yeah,
5: exactly.
0: And
2: There's, that's what happens. People
5: are just, just horrors nowadays. They're, they're ready to tear each other apart first thing in the morning when they stick up something Well,
2: like that's the because they're being the programmed range. that way. And they're being programmed that way through television and the movies. And I'll be back to explain that. Thanks for the call. Spaceman on a view from space. This... Is 6:40 Toronto.
3: The other day
0: we were getting the political runaround. One person t- the ancient mystery religions, numerology, and the Holy Grail decoded, and he goes deeper than a black hole into today's headlines. This is a view from space with the spaceman. Your city, your station. 6:40 Toronto.
2: I'm a guy that calls space. It's 640 Toronto. This is A View From Space. Welcome. If you've just joined me, uh been on for almost an hour now. To catch the uh, start of A View From Space, you sort of have to listen to the uh, either lacrosse game or a hockey game that's on before me because when it ends, I jump in. And I just want to warn you so that you don't miss Too much. Tonight I'm talking about the four psyops, what I call psyops, situations in the last six days here in Toronto. Starting with the lady who had a deranged person break into her house and shoot himself right in front of her. Then the man who dangled his daughter over the 401 overpass and then jumped to his death after he dropped her then the knife-wielding man on Wesley and Young, then the ball of flames in the budget rent-a-truck at Queens Park at a perfect photo opportunity because all of the television cameras were down there filming the farmers' protest. I suggest to you that these situations were not just happenstance. I put it to you, these were psyops, psychological operations, psychiatrists programming people and triggering them at the right precise time in order. To desensitize us. To cause great tension and great fear. Because the brainwashers call this tension-filled environment, which we are now living, social turbulence. The last few years have been full of social turbulence. Economic collapse. Regional wars. Population disasters. Ecological and biological catastrophes. Social turbulence creates crises and perceptions, causing people to lose their bearings. They become adrift and confused. People want to release from this. They follow paths that appear to lead to a simpler, less tension-filled life. They become more subservient, Enough is enough. Anything, please, just let there be peace. Television is the key vehicle for presenting the tension and the choices. It brings you the images of the tensions and serves up simple answers. Television, in its world of semi-reality, of illusion, of escape from reality... Is itself the single most important release from our tension-racked existence. In other words, the place you're getting your tension from is where you're getting your release from, also. The newest movie, Hostage, pitting one family against the other. The tagline for the for the movie, the Bruce Willis movie that's out this weekend, is called, Will you sacrifice another family to save yours? And there's going to be people walking out of the motion picture theater after seeing it saying, What a great movie that was! Bruce Willis is so good. 640 Toronto Spaceman. Emails at space at 640 Toronto dot com or spaceman at 640 Toronto dot com. Anthony Wright Space. I know many members of York Regional Police and Toronto Police Service. And the wood among them is that the two Maudis and Merthorpe that were staking out the place were actually sleeping in their cruiser when Roscoe walked up and killed the first two cops while they were sleeping. Then he waited for the other two and sniped them off. Now, of course, this is not what we've been hearing in the news, but this rumor answers how four Mouthies were gunned down compared to this monster. Now I stress that this is chatter only amongst our own officers and I don't think we'll hear the truth. Another one from Cap Ronald Psychiatrists are free to do anything to their patients and are unanswerable to everyone except the Illuminati. There is no recourse against them by their patients. In fact, in recent years, he goes on, and I'm not sure how true this is, in Ontario, they were allowed free of prosecution for having sex with their patients. Who else has that right? to have an authority position over someone else like that sign around. got a comment it's 416-870-6400 star 640 on your cell this is 640 Toronto on space television is the key vehicle for presenting both the tension and the choices and it serves up simple answers like i said and you're programmed 8 hours a day every day through its programming you're being programmed Television is a world of semi-reality, of illusion. If you doubt me, think about one important choice that you've made recently that was not in some way influenced by something that you've seen on television. bet you can't think of one. That's how controlled you are. If you can think of one, it's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star 640 if you have a cell phone. Jeff,
3: Gary. Um this is Jeff from below the radar.
2: Yeah, occasionally you uh rise above.
3: Yes, I do. Just to pop my head up, make a comment and then go back down. And uh The things that we have
2: seen... I don't want anyone to think that we do this in code. I just want you to repeat for my listener, because this is the first time they've heard you. Yes. There are a lot of people that are just finding out about A View from Space on 640 Toronto. Tell them what Below the Radar means.
3: I have chosen to become a non-participant in our society. I exist... I try to uh, be as nondescript as possible. Jeff credit card.: Nope. Dave, do you have his license? Uh, yes, I do, but uh, I drive my car 5,000 kilometers a year. That's it. Uh, no credit cards. I use cash only. Nobody knows what my uh, transactions are. There's no com- corporation. I get telephone solicitations once every six to eight weeks. I get no junk mail now whatsoever.
2: So very few organizations actually they know don't of don't know Okay, so now you've explained it. Go ahead. What's your point, Jeff?
3: My point is simply this, is that we are being bombarded with disaster after disaster to desensitize us for even more uh, apocalyptic things to come.
2: Absolutely. Let me just interject quickly. The tsunami, man-made, Absolutely, but blamed on Mother Nature. Oh, of course, is and was to get us used to multi-deaths.
3: There were over three thousand uh, earthquakes off the coast of uh, uh, the west coast, off of uh, Vancouver Island. Three thousand, Gary. That's over three right. thousand right. in the co- in the course of a seventy-two hour period.
2: That's right. So when they start, 3. so when they start killing people en masse... But you in can, the Middle East, but you, you can, will just go, oh well. So what's 2000? That's
3: right, because at the end, it'll be masked by nature. Oh well, we didn't have any control over it. It was, it was a natural disaster.
2: Well, that's what they called the tsunami. Go ahead.
3: Well, hey, look at the Bam. Look, look at the earthquake and Bam. Then we've got the tsunami that it w- took place uh, exactly one year and one day afterwards. And, we, and, and the thing is, is that it, it's just it's it's uh, technology testing.
2: It was actually in the same exact day and it was 58 minutes apart. Yeah, it's it, it, that's and, 58 minutes.
3: And this is
2: called this and is precision. 5 and 8 are 13.
3: And it's precision.
2: Correct. That's Absolute how precise precision. it was. Yeah, that's right.
3: And unfortunately,
2: the Iran is getting softened up for the hit. Sure. It's coming.
3: And it's oil. And it's oil. The United States is absolutely scrambling now to try to find any place where they can get their hands on the almighty oil because they know peak oil has already been passed.
2: Well, so that's what they're trying to tell us. I believe there's so much more, so much more under the ground, but they don't want us to know. Thanks so much for the call, Jeff. Spaceman 640 Toronto, back with more.
0: City, your station,
2: 640 Toronto. I'm Space, it's 640 Toronto. This is A View From Space. More emails from Fred this time. Don't defend Jetsco's owner, or someone might phone about him. Defending him is a mistake, according to 680 News. He's done this seven times in 30 years. He starts airlines. They fall apart, the aircraft literally, and walks away. Hey, well, you know what, Fred? He's part of a plan. Every time they start up cheap airlines in this country, and they don't want us to move around, they do not want us to move around, cheap air flight is gone. That's the message LeBlanc's last one was Canada 3000. But listen, the liberal government has allowed 12, count them, 12 airlines in the last nine years to crash. You won't hear that on any other radio station. 640 Toronto. The spaceman talking about TV brainwashing. And Jessica was part of the TV brainwashing. Cheap oil is over. Now let's go to the same trusted guy LeBlanc to start it up. What's new about that? But he's not the only one. They've got others on the payroll that are willing to do that for them and then fold and say nothing. Cheat everybody. Get the money for the creditors. Go run away and hide. Television. Imaging. It would not be impossible to prove with sufficient repetition and a psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is, in fact, a circle. Black is white. Mere words. And words can be molded until they clothe ideas in disguise. You know who said that? None other than the master of propaganda for Hitler's Nazi Germany, Joseph Goebbels. Those Nazi organization ideas are still... Being used today because you see, the Nazis won the war. They just blew their army away. It's disguised, molded, and clothed. Just stuck another name on it. It's no accident. Prince Harry was walking around with a swastika. Where there were cameras. Get it? Television. Newspapers. Who they own. Making a subtle statement. Clothing. An idea. In a different wrapper. This one's called British royalty. And... It was just a couple of weeks before the Holocaust Memorial. What perfect timing to send a message, of course, that swastikas are okay. Germany had an opportunity three weeks ago. They had it in court to ban it. They said no. North America is the most media-saturated continent in the world. We're bombarded daily with thousands upon thousands of images and sounds designed to get your attention, entertain you, inform you, brainwash you. Everything from clothing to food to political ideology and celebrities, who I've said many times on A View From Space on 640 Toronto, they are used to convey messages to you. It's estimated the average person is exposed to more than 3,000 ads every day. You're saying, they don't get through to you? Oh, yes, they do. But on top of that, there are the news programs, the sitcoms, the films, radio, and other forms of media that we consume. All this works to shape our opinions of the world. And a lot of time and effort and money is spent to guide your opinions. Down particular avenues. You know, this used to be called propaganda. But the Nazi esque connotation, which comes with that word, we got new ones now. We don't use propaganda anymore. It's misinformation, disinformation, image consulting, even. Or they'll use political consulting or news consulting. Or just use the word advertising. Infomercials is another one. Public relations, another couple of words used for propaganda. Or damage control. And I love this one. This is the newest hot one. Everyone uses this one now. The art of spin. Let's we'll just call it what it is the art of lying. Because that's what you do when you spin something. And I love this one. For breaking the law, it's called wrongdoing. It's so benign. Well, the prime minister was involved in wrongdoing. When I first heard that, I went, what a joke. Wrongdoing. It's like something you'd say to a a four-year-old. It's not telling it like it is. And it's all to conceal the truth. The industries that deal with information control in both the commercial and governmental sectors work with budgets of hundreds of millions of dollars per year. Knowledge is power. Is it any wonder that your schools are suffering so badly while corporate CEOs and members of the government continually allot themselves raises? Uninformed, ignorant masses are far easier to manipulate than educated, thinking masses. Get the pick. No spin there. No sugar, no bowl. I'm a spaceman at 640 Toronto. Shows called a uh, view from space on space.
0: Space is available at four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred or star six forty on your cell. You can email him at spaceman at six forty Toronto dot com. Your city, your station, six forty Toronto.
2: Hi, it's Space on a view from space, 640 Toronto. Tonight, I've been talking about manipulating thought via the television set to get the pictures to you, to traumatize you, to get you to a point where your tensions are so overbearing that you will look for a simpler, less tension-filled life In other words, a way out. And they will, of course, provide it when the time is right. Corporations and the governments have been spending for decades, hundreds of billions of dollars researching how best to affect you. And what's more, most of this information is kept secret from you. I'm going to reveal... Later in the show on 640 Toronto, on a view from space, Hollywood's connection with the military and your movies. You will be astounded. I will mention names that are household names and maybe stars that you have looked up to. that are implicated. Now back to the information that's kept secret from you. In the case of corporate research, of course, it's their private property. And what is known has come from the more recent work done by scholars around the world. Work that's dramatically underfunded by comparison. So the information available to the average citizen, a whole lot less than what's available to the producers of media and information campaigns, like advertising agencies, public relations firms, political consultants, and people like that. But an important fact that is known is that the human brain processes different mediums in different ways. Written and spoken words are put through a type of deep, coding process where the brain deciphers the words and the sentence structure in order to properly interpret what you are reading or hearing. In this process, both the conscious and unconscious mind go through an internal debate comparing what the brain is interpreting with what it already knows to be true. With the image, though, sight The brain instantly processes it as truth, which means information presented in a visual format has a much greater impact on the unconscious. Over long periods of time, recurring imagery has a built up effect on you, which allows for unconsciously conceived notions of truth to manifest as though from nowhere naturally then whoever has control over the mediums of communication has a tremendous amount of power over you the person who's consuming it the French philosopher Voltaire once said anyone who has the power to make you believe absurdities has the power to make you commit injustices and that's Where precisely where we're headed. WW Three. How can we turn this passive mass into a seething, hate, war mongering country? to do the bidding of the Illuminati. The radio, the computer, the Internet, are all products of the military. The radio was invented by Marconi in the mid-1890s. And his first sale, where do you think his first sale was? It was to the British War Office in 1896 during the Boer War. Three, year late, three years later, he made sales to the United States Navy. And during WW1, the states put all commercial amateur and military, except for the armies, radio equipment, under the control of the Navy. A monopoly pursued immediately after the war as well. Marconi, by the way, was a staunch supporter of the fascist, dominated Italy beginning in the 1920s and Benito Mussolini. I mean, Benito Mussolini's the best man at Marconi's wedding in 1927. The first operational electric computer was called Colossus. It was built as part of the Ultra Project for the B- British Defense Communication of the Foreign Office. Of course the royals had it first. They used it to decode and intercept Nazi transmissions. The first electronic digital computer. They called it ENIAC. Short form for Electronic Numerical Integrator and computer came out of a relationship between the Moore School of Electrical Engineering at the University of Pennsylvania and the Ballistics Research Lab operated by the Army Ordnance Department at the Aberdeen Proving Ground in Maryland, in Aberdeen, Maryland. The granddaddy of the Internet was ARPANET, which came about in 1969. DARPA, the Defense Agency Research Projects Administrations of the Department of Defense, wanted to create a communications infrastructure for the U.S. military that could survive a nuclear attack. And a lot of the best attributes of the Internet, including its architecture, technology, configuration, are the evolution of this military prototype called Colossus. When they get something better, they throw uh, their old stuff at you. You're using it now. Do you know the elite rich have an Internet of their own? Where nothing crashes? There's no spam? And it's absolutely, totally secure. Secure. Do you think they're going to travel around on the one you use? <laughs> 640 Toronto, view from space. This is space. At the beginning of World War I in Europe, the then president of the United States, Woodrow Wilson, had to devise a way to convince the passive American public, who were still reeling, by the way, from the effects of their civil war, to want to send their boys thousands of miles away to fight a war that didn't even involve them. So Wilson came up with the Committee of Public Information. It's also called the Creole Commission, if you want to look it up, if you're at home listening on 640toronto.com right now, on your Mac or your PC. Creole is spelled C-R-E-L-E-L. Check it out. It was made up of cartoonists, writers, editors, publishers, and others who, whose profession was to convey information to the masses, including Edward Bernays. You know who he was? The father of the public relations industry. And Walter Lippmann, the dean of American journalists. They were, within a year, able to turn the American people into a fervent anti-German population. This incredibly positive result caught the attention of a couple of groups in particular. One of the groups was the intellectual community who saw this new propaganda technique as uh, some kind of weapon. And it was openly called propaganda at the time because there wasn't that negative connotation to the word until, the, yes, the Nazis used a lot of the same techniques on their militaristic conquests 30 years later. They should control the population on a regular basis. The other business leaders, who saw a new window to increase their sales by turning American people into a population of consumers... And what was ultimately learned from all this was that in order to adequately persuade a population to do something, whether it was to go to war or buy a hamburger, all you needed to do was to appeal to them on levels of which they are unconscious. It's what's happening to you and I, six forty Toronto, a view from space, is back with more in just a minute.
1: Station six forty Toronto. Spaceman,
2: six forty Toronto. You can email me at spaceman at six forty Toronto dot com or space at six forty Toronto dot com. Couple of lines open at 416 870 6400 or star 640 on your cell, but got a few things to talk about. I was just mentioning Edward Bernays, the father of public relations. He started it all, he is the daddy of spin. And Walter Lippmann, a dean of American journalists. Whipped up America to fight Germans within one year of their propaganda onslaught. Because they found out that all you had to do was appeal to them on levels of which they are unconscious. Littman called it a revolution in the art of democracy. And it could be used to manufacture consent. What he meant by that was to bring about agreement on the part of the public for things they didn't even want by using these new techniques of propaganda. He also thought thought that this was a good idea. In fact, necessary. It was necessary because, as he put it, The common interests elude public opinion entirely and can only be understood and managed by a specialized class of responsible men who are smart enough to figure things out. And what he really meant was, hey, the Illuminati are a small elite. They're the only ones that can understand their interests, Illuminati interests. And the rest of it doesn't matter. So how do we get the masses to care about Illuminati's secrets? Well, it's called appealing to them on a level of which they are unconscious. And this view goes back hundreds of years. The Illuminati has just been using different tools to pull off the same deal and cite one group against another. Cause chaos. Out of chaos comes order. Their order, the New World Order. In the early 30s, Germany had television. It was a primary tool of propaganda, not a means of entertainment. And they even had a a number of, of, of movie theaters, just a few of them, that were even equipped with projector receivers so the Nazi propaganda party could be transmitting the signal right to the camera equipment. And it spread the propaganda even faster. Space Man six forty Toronto on a view from space. You know how difficult it is for a human being to kill a member of his own species? They have to be manipulated to do it. During World War II, it was estimated that when they were left to their own devices, only fifteen to 20% of individual riflemen would even fire their weapon at an exposed enemy target. And this was blamed basically on the training they received. Because they were practice shooting at bullseyes. Targets. And of course, bullseyes don't appear on the battlefield, do they? And after the war, the military switched to human-shaped targets. By the Nam War... of the riflemen were firing their weapons when the right opportunity arose. Today, the U.S. Marine Corps uses a modified version of the first-person action game, Doom, known as Marine Doom, as a training device, along with a traditional live ammo range targets as a means of normalizing killing among their personnel. In fact, this has been so successful, the Marine Corps Combat and Development Command in Virginia have evaluated more than 30 commercially available electronic games for their use as training tools. So this brings up a very disturbing point. If the United States military has acknowledged for decades the success of using human-like targets to normalize killing, what then is the effect of the games your kids are playing, possibly right now, on them? They are obviously training your kids to kill indiscriminately, just as the soldier is being trained and... They're getting you to pay for your child's training while your money is going into their pockets. They're also teaching your child how to kill you your pain. When the top Gun movie was released in '86. U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths in theaters where the films were being shown to capitalize on the pro-military feelings of the people who just watched it and were coming out of the motion picture theater. That was so cool! I'm signing up, man. And a lot of people who studied this kind of mind manipulation say that that film single-handedly wiped out the post-Vietnam image of the United States military. Because post-Vietnam, quite frankly, the American military were fairly hated. Not as much as they are today. But they were looked upon with disdain. Top 10 gave him a brand new hot image, cool image. You know, it's been said that violence is to a dictatorship what propaganda is to a democracy. And the, and the Nazis use both. Joseph Goebbels. The propaganda minister appointed Reich Minister for Public Enlightenment and Propaganda. On March 14, 33, combined the press, radio, film, and theater and propaganda with a single large-scale organization and considered the media as a piano in the hands of the government. Spaceman. On a view from space. This is 640 Toronto. In the, in the, in
1: the,
0: the ancient mystery religions, numerology, and the Holy Grail decoded. And he goes deeper than a black hole into today's headlines. This is a view from space with the spaceman. Your city, your station, 640 Toronto.
1: Spaceman:
2: 6:40 Toronto. This is a view from space covering tonight. television manipulating thought. Fear is a powerful means for establishing social control over a population. And they're doing that to us, especially through television, but also through movies. Let me take a call. Rob, you're on 6:40 Toronto. Hello. Hey man, how you doing? Good.
8: Listen, man, I think uh, it's incredibly important that you start to draw the lines between where this technology that's used that we get our information and our culture, and therefore our identity comes from. Because I'm 27, I grew up in a generation already kind of saturated by it, you know, pop culture and whatnot. You
3: grew up with television.
8: Yeah, but you go back to when it started, and it's like you said, it wasn't entertainment. It wasn't, it was It was that propaganda, you know, and if it was, you know, from overseas, Nazi Germany, that kind of stuff, that's steeped in occultism, you know, occultism, and, and it's funny because I think the central act of production as it's found in like television and our, in our music and stuff like that is the edit, and it's the editing process, is taking something that's in its natural state and then putting a version of it, but then showing it as though it is natural so that people who don't understand the factors of production that go into it simply take it as is, and it works on their senses and their sensibilities, whereas the people who create it have an idea of what they want to do to your sensibilities and stuff.
9: Propaganda.
1: Need That's the name of it.
2: That, you, know, what you, said, you said a couple of sentences, and it's a word called yes. propaganda. You described it perfectly. It's actually twisting the situation.
8: And this is the central feature that's behind it. But to us, you know, it seems like entertainment. It seems fun and stuff. But to them, it's an occult thing. This is the central means of control. This is the prime driver behind all of that stuff. That's why it started military. I mean, what more extension of, you know, a military act than a kind of controlling force And these are the interests that are behind it.
1: I think I've even
8: said this on on your show before. I feel like to to get a picture of what's going on about why we are in the state that we are right now, it's not you need to abandon your own perspective. You need to understand it from their perspective. Right. It They seem crazy. It doesn't matter. you got to understand that to them, our fantasy is their reality. They have the means and social, you know, uh, in the social strata to be able to do anything. Absolutely.
2: They want to foist their religion on us, which is the occult. Mm-hmm. And they're casting a spell on us with their machinery, their technology.
8: It is technology. And I believe that that. that, that it's almost synonymous, like technology and magic, to them, are one and the same. I don't that's believe in right. magic. I don't buy it. I, I think it's a bunch of nantes, but to them, I understand that well, it, have is, power. it is sacred, you know, and that's, yes. that, that's the means through which they have gotten where they are and continue to remain where they are and desperately try to stay where they are through controlling as much.
2: And would, would you agree with me that every single movie star in Hollywood sees it that way?
8: It, they're in on it. I mean, to varying degrees, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a graduated system. You know, the longer you're in the club, the more you kind of see behind the scenes because they, you know, they're not, they're not star makers. They're stars themselves. Right. It's not the Beatles that are the stars. You know, it's the people behind the Beatles. It's the people that brought us the Beatles. It's mm-hmm. the people that, you know, did that stuff. And that's why I just think it's important to keep, keep going behind what it is that you're looking at. Keep going behind the story and keep going behind the history of it to get to where it started and then it becomes clear I and mean, then it's not so hard to accept. It's not so ridiculous to to understand these notions and take them in perspective. You know what I mean? I sure do. All right, man. Take it easy. I hear you
2: totally. What do you do for a living, by the way, being arrested to know?
8: Uh, I am... Uh, it's a good question. I'm a social worker in Toronto. I mean, well, I have been for... Maybe six years, but I went to theater school and I play music. And I'm actually, in, I'm calling you from Los Angeles right now. We played a show last night on Hollywood Boulevard. Man, this is the epicenter of of, of manipulation here, man. Oh,
1: is it ever?
8: Oh, dude, is it drove, ever? We drove through Las Vegas on the way here. There's a giant black pyramid with a white capstone, shining a white beam mm-hmm. directly into the night sky as you cross the desert. It's quite a frightening sight. That's community.
1: their
2: city.
8: Yeah, but I mean, it's, having, this is it's interesting because having been kind of on the inside and made you know television and. Commercials and, and music productions. I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it's bullshit. You know the processes involved are completely manipulative. They're devices, and the the, the name of that game is to keep your attention. It doesn't matter, but if it's not whether or not it's good. Fortunately, I feel like i have hooked up with people that are. You know, we we are doing stuff that's not necessarily commercially accessible or viable. I don't think it will be successful in in those terms, which is you know what what I do feel good about it, but. You can't survive doing it, you know what I mean? Like the people that are making the careers out of it, the prime driving interest is to just whole, you know, fill that saturated market so that everybody has something to watch so that they're not busy, you know, talking about stuff like we are now.
2: Guard your soul in that town, Rob.
8: Thanks, man. know. now. Yeah.
2: This is Spaceman, 640 Toronto. I get emails from the UK, by the way, and Australia, New Zealand. To people who really want to send information, space at 640toronto.com or spaceman at 640toronto.com if you don't want your voice heard. They play us like a piano. And although monotony may set in if all means reported the same information, because there was a theory that the media should be uniform in principle, but polyform and nuances. That is to say, keep the essential message on, say, CTV and CBC and global, but change non-essential parts of it so that it sounds as though you're getting the same story from two different sources. And this is a concept that's Constantly used by our media today. We have a lot of magazines and newspapers available to us, but basically they offer the exact same coverage of the story. News services for daily newspapers throughout the entire hemisphere are provided by AP, Associated Press, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, wire services and a few foreign wire services like Reuters, British owned by the way. The ideological viewpoint of these news organizations news organizations are exactly the same. There are prefabricated standardization of news which is absolutely and totally frightening. Because it doesn't matter what channel you're on, you're getting the same story. That should never be. Fear is a powerful means for establishing social control over a population. And the negative effects of media on its consumers are doing just that. It's been widely known for decades that regular viewers of violent films or television program often look on the world as being much more frightening, dangerous, and violent than those who view the same media in less quantities, or don't turn it on at all, don't see it at all. The same, by the way, is also true of regular viewers of evening news. What's more, a psychiatrist by the name of Robert Coles, writes that children in some parts of America are even more frightened about the world than children living in, say, Lebanon or Israel, where there's constant fear of death. And this may very well have to do with the fact that some of the most violent programming on television are cartoons aimed at a very young child. And the potential consequences to this are staggering. A generation brought up to fear the world. Listen carefully. A generation brought up to fear the world may be willing, just may be willing, to do unhealthy things in order to protect themselves from things that aren't there. Like a readiness to sacrifice their basic civil liberties for a false sense of security. Or to have thousands killed to save their life. Spaceman, a view from space back with more. This is 640 Toronto. This is A View From Space. I'm the guy that calls space at 640 Toronto. Hello, Julie. Hello. Hi.
10: Hi. This is kind of a silly question, I guess, but I know a few people who have gone out to California, very talented people, uh, you know, with the best of acting teachers and so on and so forth, and got little things, few little things here, a few little things there. And I've often wondered... Where do the stars come from? Like, there never seems to be any background on them. Um, like, for instance, where did Tom Cruise come from? All of a sudden, he's in movies. Tom you know Cruise, what I'm saying? Tom
2: Cruise is an Illuminati child.
10: Well, I was, I was, that was, I was going to say, are they all Illuminati babies or something?
2: Yes, they are.
10: They are, eh? Right?
2: Yes, they are.
10: So the I'll give you the
2: perfect example, okay? Paris Hilton.
10: Yeah. Pops out of nowhere, but Daddy Hilton is there behind her.
2: She she is uh, playing the part, playing the role of Ishtar, of Venus,
10: okay. the goddess of love. Okay.
2: And it's very simple, with her dad's money mm-hmm. from Hilton Hotels.
1: hmm
2: And of course, he believes in the Illuminati's plan and knows the plan. I'm sure.
3: Mm.
2: Otherwise. I don't know if he would be allowing his daughter to do what she's doing and, and allow them to put out those things that uh that Paris Hilton is now known for.
10: Mhm. It, it it seems as though back in the fifties And
2: they can make as my point is that they can make anyone a star even Paris Hilton who has absolutely no talent whatsoever.
10: But was it different back in the fifties where they say, Oh, they were just discovered? Like, for no, instance, no, Marilyn no, that's,
2: Monroe. No, that's, they're not going to give millions and millions of dollars to people who don't count. Yeah. They're going to keep the money in the family. They always have. They always will.
10: Yeah.
2: And usually you'll find out that um, their parents died at an early age or one parent died at an early age,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is hiding the lineage, of course. Right. Marilyn Monroe, take her for example. Her father is um, um, related to Thomas Jefferson.
10: Oh, my goodness. That little man? Yes. That seems
2: so... Also, Clint Eastwood is Thomas Jefferson lineage. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson uh, actually spawned quite a few. I imagine, and I have not checked this out, but uh, quite a few of the African-American actors uh, could be slave children of Jefferson's because he had... uh, uh, sex with uh, yes, a few of his black slaves.
10: Yeah, yes, he did. And
2: uh, I, I don't know the names, but uh, I have my suspicions.
10: hmm So the the background is just never to be found out, right? It's not like you, you can look on the internet. Say well, where did this person come from? What was their, uh, you know, like? Why were well,
2: they always? They always come from well-to-do backgrounds. You can tell. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, in, in that particular instance. And uh, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, is also uh Freemason Illuminati. Mm-hmm. He walked out of a German radio interview one time when they asked him flat out if he was a Freemason. Really? And, of course, he was the uh, big star in Titanic, one of the largest grossing uh, motion pictures ever. Well, he's been
10: uh, kind of a star since he was a kid. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, kind of a frivolous question, but...
2: And Something I'm I'm, I'm going to go into the connections a little bit more, and uh, I hope uh, I can get to that shortly
10: mm-hmm.
2: um, on the uh, on some of the household names that we know and how connected Hollywood is to the uh, military complex.
10: Well, thank I'll you so much for the call. Thank uh, you. Here. Goodbye.
2: It's the spaceman on 640 Toronto. Go ahead, Brian.
7: Yeah, how how, how are you doing? Uh I just came to my mind when I'm listening to you, and I agree with you. But I think it's just an outgrowth of the uh, Roman Empire, where they they had the forum and they had the uh, oh, the barbarians need civilization, so they go and conquer them. And you know, it's just I don't think it's just something new. I think
2: Bread and it's, circus. Yeah, I think which it's was uh, w- which was the old Roman saying. Yeah. And I, give them something to eat give them something to entertain them and you can manipulate them any way you like
7: and you desensitize their their uh, their sure. uh
2: well how do you think they've gotten so the Illuminati has gotten so sophisticated I mean uh, the people that are running the Illuminati today trace their lineage back to the ancient Caesars so, of the Roman Empire would
7: that be Constantine uh huh uh huh that's what I was figuring you uh, bet and he's the same one that organized Christianity into a Almost a mil- militaristic. Uh, That's
2: right, and he wasn't really a, a, a Christian either. All he did was take one side to pit one side against the other.
7: Well, he he sort of seen that what uh, what would be best for him. I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion,
2: absolutely, you're absolutely correct.
7: Yeah, you know, and uh, just another observation. Let's get more colors in here. I think people should read more instead of just listening and. Watching checking, television. Checking things out for themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I think the library is the least used thing. I went to the library the other day, and everybody's playing on the computer. That's right. I'm looking at books. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving to books uh, uh, quite often now. and uh, uh, Because you know what's going to happen very soon with Microsoft and uh, their, uh, what is it, uh, Longhorn? They call their uh, their newest one after Windows XP. It will have its own search engine. And, of course, in, in its own search engine, it will have its own truth, Brian. Oh, uh-huh. wow. So you will Google or you will uh, Microsoft or you will Yahoo and you will still come up with their truth. This
7: is sounding like the, uh, what's the name of that, 1984? And then the other one the uh, with the uh, savages and the other ones? uh New World.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, Huxley and uh, and Orwell uh, were both Illuminati.
7: So they were just sort of. They were
2: they were put laying down the game plan and programming us.
7: us and we're still following it. It's
2: <laughs> being followed to the T. The Thought Police, by the way, is the BBC. Well, George Orwell used to work for them.
7: Yeah, I heard that. Yes, he did. Yes. Programming years before. Yeah. Sure. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, it's. You know... And
2: Huxley was into uh, all kinds of. Uh, uh, Mind altering drugs.
7: Oh, sure. Opium yes. and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Methylene. Uh, the snake or whatever they call sure. it. And yep. The dragon, I believe. Opium, the smoking no. That's right. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't think we've progressed as far as we think, you know.
2: <laughs> well, they think they have, and, uh, they think we're along for the ride, also. Well, I, I was, I, was, I, I, I was just, uh, um, so, uh, I don't know what the word I, what word, i uh, I been just so, um, I don't want to say enthralled with their plan, but I, I, I was just so blown away by their plan, I had to tell somebody. And I ended up getting a radio show to do it.
7: Well, let's hope that people are listening and using their brains and not being, uh guy's uh, just out there, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's the same as his name. Just hope people open their minds up and check things out and use books, <laughs> not the Internet, which is public control.
2: Very good, uh, very good
7: uh, um because, uh,
2: advice uh, Brian
7: uh, well I'm a little older than some of your listeners maybe and I uh,
2: well that means you have experience beyond uh, a lot of other people
7: I check everything out uh,
2: the longer you can last on this planet the more stories you have to tell and the, the more, more par- you've seen
7: and the more paranoid you get. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and and, you can't
2: escape death no one can
7: depending on how much coffee you yeah, it's drink. a part of life well yeah
2: thanks Brian you- Ryan Spaceman 640 Toronto go ahead Got yeah, thanks for
6: telling the word is, Space. Mm-hmm. It's uh, good to hear you. I heard a uh, bumper music, Coat California, earlier mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, just wondered if you knew who that was, the lead singer.
1: The lead
2: singer? Yeah. Don Hanley.
6: Yeah, he's the president of the FCC, I believe. I heard him one night on Coast to Coast bragging about his position. And, uh, of course, his uh, Hotel California song... Colin,
2: Colin Powell's son is the uh, is the uh, FCC head at the moment.
6: Yeah, they were talking about, uh, on this uh, other radio program, about uh, having an internet across the AC power grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the song is uh, Hotel California referring to the hotel, which is the Masonic Lodge on California Street. I believe it's in Chicago.
2: So... Uh, th- this was on Art Bell?
6: Uh, not the part about Hotel California, just about him being the oh. president of the FCC, I saying see. what a good idea it would be to have the internet on every AC power plug on the 60 hertz frequency. I see. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know well, that was. Hotel
2: good. California is actually in uh, California. It's a uh, satanic church. You can check out, but you can never leave. That's a cult.
6: Yeah, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, self-evident.
2: They stabbed difficulty. him with their steely knives, but they could not kill the beast. <laughs> there's mirrors on the ceiling and pink champagne on ice, and there's all kinds of sex in there. The, the song says it all.
6: <laughs>
2: Thanks <laughs> for care. the call. Take care. This is Spaceman on 640 Toronto, A View From Space. Back in a moment.
0: 416 870 6400 or STAR 640 on your cell to contact the Spaceman. His email address is spaceman at 640Toronto.com. This is a view from space on 640 Toronto.
2: 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. 416 870 6400. you've got a cell phone at star 640, go ahead, Jim, please. How are you? Very good, thank you.
9: Uh, i got a new one for you tonight. Codex Alimentaris. Have you heard of it?
2: Yes, you have. You have? Yeah. These guys. The Pharmaceutical companies are moving in.
9: They're moving in. This is a subcommittee from the United Nations that is trying to control. Uh, vitamins.
2: When you say the United Nations, what you're talking about is Prince Illuminati, Charles. He's one world it. government. Prince Charles runs the United Nations. Yep. And he's so into agriculture and food.
9: Yep. So what these guys are doing is they're going to take all the vitamins that you buy in your drugstore. They're going to make them all prescription, and they're going to be all low amounts. They're going to cost you a fortune. You have to see a doctor to get a vitamin. They're in the process of trying to pass this as we speak. They took it out of the. Um, what was I trying to say? They're not debating it anymore. They put it in the drug category, so it doesn't have to be debated in Parliament. Right. And what they do is they're going to pass this law. Apparently, it's some bill. And they could. They did this in uh, Australia, Norway, Denmark, and Germany already. This is a European thing that's coming here now. And. People don't even know about it. They're trying to sneak this by. So apparently the thing to do is to contact your nearest uh, politician and supposed to try and pass Bill C-420, which is apparently against it. So this is a pretty big thing. This is going to make the pharmaceutical companies filthy rich.
2: Yes, because uh, vitamins will no longer be uh, over-the-counter.
9: And they'll be low dosage. And what they're saying right now, the excuse they're using is there's no guidelines, they're unsafe, people take too much, and this is what they're going to use to get everybody to do this. And this is going to be a huge money maker for somebody anyway.
2: For the pharmaceutical companies that are putting it out, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
9: So they're doing this as we speak. Right now they're talking about it in March and apparently in August it's supposed to... Yeah. They're trying to...
2: August 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of supporting Bill C-420, which would remove... Nutritional supplements, such as vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and other essential nutrients from the drug category and designate them as the essential foods, they are, in fact, doing the opposite.
9: So if you figure this out right now, there's going to be a lot of boomers retiring. All these boomers are going to be taking these vitamins and they're going to be living longer. So if they're living longer, that means the government has to pay them pensions longer. Mm -hmm. So they profit in all ways.
2: Oh, it's an incredible betrayal of trust by the government.
9: Yeah. Because right now, they've got, they've got I don't know how many billions in surplus, and they keep telling you you're not going to get your pension, you, there's not going to be enough there, and yet they've got a huge surplus. You know, if, you know, the government cannot run a country, they don't even know, if the government was in the stock market as a business, they would have been ousted there long ago oh, for, sure. for, for terrible practices. Oh, yeah. But they can do it.
2: <clears throat> well, right now, actually, uh, you know, companies are rewarding their CEOs for uh, deep-sixing their companies. Yeah. Like um, Carly Fiorina of Hewlett-Packard. Yep. Putting together the uh, Compaq uh, HP uh, package and uh, amalgamating those two companies. Which basically uh, scuttled the company, they're all but just a a shell now of what they uh, could have been. All they are now is a uh, a, a company that sells printers,
9: yeah. There, these people are getting away with it. What about this guy with Jessica? that just bankrupted the company just at March break when mm-hmm. everybody bought their tickets when they had yeah. the highest profit of the year? Yeah. And apparently this guy was involved with the other airline. Well, like
2: it, it ties in with what I've been saying as I, I was talking about it on 640 Toronto at the start of the view from space here tonight. That was to make a statement, and the statement is that cheap airfares are gone because cheap oil is now out of here.
9: Yeah. All
2: right. Cool. Thank you for bringing up uh, Bill C-420. Excellent. Have a good night. All right, thank you. I believe it's also in, uh, uh, in, in this month that they'll be doing that reading. The second reading is in March, I believe. Sometime this March. Can you imagine not being able to buy the vitamins? And you know what they're doing with our food. They're actually taking all of the nutrition out of it before it gets to you. So soon you will have to take their supplements which will probably have a mind control substance included in the little pill. Prince Charles Company of Ashland Midland owns about 75% 85% to 85% of the world's seeds. Soon they're going to be telling us where we can live and where we can't live. There will be environmental green zones popping up all over the place where you can no longer live because the environment is being ruined because of us. Kyoto. There's another beauty for you. Cost us, will cost us, billions, not millions, billions. And it's just an excuse to move the wealth from North America to the Orient. That's all Kyoto is. They have to have some reason, so they manipulate the weather and blame it on greenhouse gases depleting our ozone once them they are manipulating the weather through their chemtrails and poisoning, poisoning us with those chemtrails also. And of course they can't, get a, they, they can't do this without television and the media constantly saying environmental friendly, smart cars, Kyoto Accord, greenhouse gases, they're getting their message out loud and clear. And it's just a ruse to shut down industry in North America and move it to the Far East. And so it goes. It continues. Millions of people watch the evening news where they're getting these messages I just talked about. And even more watch the entertainment programming that surrounds them. And those who do watch the news are only getting a soundbite or two to substitute for any real knowledge or any kind of contextual understanding of the real story. In other words, like I was saying earlier on A View from Space on 640 Toronto, all image, very little fact. No substance. But TV programs that deliver fictionalized accounts of real events give considerably more, don't they? For the people who watch them, reality is tainted with a Blurring of fact and fiction. But basically, there's nothing new. Hollywood has, what, three different renditions of the Amy Fisher Joey Badafoucault story, one on each major network, and a few different versions of the teenage, blood sucking, thrill kill vampire cult. One for each network. And never has a program done this more than NBC's Law and Order. It's got like four variations on the theme in production simultaneously. They got the Law and Order special victims unit, the Law and Order criminal intent, and the crime and punishment. What these programs do, with the exception of Crime and Punishment, is this. They take real crime stories from the news, fictionalize them just enough to avoid lawsuits. And by the way, several of the programs for Law and Order are written by lawyers. And they air them as entertainment. One episode was actually caught by Carol Condit, Gary Condit's wife sued NBC and the producers of Law & Order for their depiction of her as she appeared in their fictionalized account of the Chandra Levy case, the missing intern. According to Renee Balser, the executive producer of CI Criminal Intent, people see the headline, see what the story is supposedly about. And there's already a built-in set of expectations from the audience that when they write the stories that they play off of and play against, and if this is true, then couldn't also the reverse be true? Couldn't a fictional program create a series of expectations as to what the real case is or was about? It's called propaganda. Brainwashing. Social engineering. On a view from space, this is 640 Toronto.
0: Team the Spaceman is easy. Talking can be the tough part. Call 416-870-6400 or hit star 640 on your cell. To remain anonymous, please ask that your voice be altered. This is a view from space
1: on 640 Toronto.
2: From A.J. Liebling, freedom of the press is guaranteed only to those who own one. Hey, here's the uh, industrial military complex connection to Hollywood. In 1999, the U.S. Army signed a five-year, $45 million deal with the University of Southern California, chosen because of its close proximity to Hollywood. To have the school's movie, special effects and other technology experts help with troop training, including battle scenarios, virtual reality, virtual reality combat, and large-scale simulations creating settings similar to Operation Desert Storm. This par- partnership is known as the Institute for Creative Technologies now. The digital world, the world of virtual reality, is going to be part of the embrace of this great new cooperative venture, says Jack Valente. He was the head honcho, the president of the Motion Picture Association of America in Hollywood. He's since been replaced by. Uh, I like think the name is Dan Glickman. But uh, Jack Valenti was special assistant to Lyndon Johnson in the White House. And in 1966, he resigned and became the president of the Motion Picture Association of America. So fairly a tight little bond there. In August '04. Valenti, I think, is 82 years old. He retired. Yeah, and it's Dan Glickman who was replaced. That guy's a story too. He was the chairman of the House of Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He was also appointed by Bill Clinton when he was president to be the Secretary of Agriculture from 95 to 01. That's the new president of the Motion Picture Association of America. James Derderian, professor of international relations at Brown University, said what we're witnessing here is perhaps not only the announcement of a new sort of technological center in the University of Southern California but the creation of a military industrial media entertainment complex can you imagine the media, entertainment industrial and the military all with the same leader Well, it's happening Now you know why. You're seeing what you're seeing. Colonel Kenneth Conwin, they call him Crash, he's the head of the Defense Modeling and Simulation Office. And Larry Tuck, a writer and designer with Paramount Digital Entertainment. Was saying how their organizations have adapted Hollywood multimedia technology and blockbuster movie storytelling skills to create realistic simulations that teach military officers how to make better decisions during crises. And in 1999, the CIA held a, a lavish gala film premiere for, the, uh, for In the Company of Spies, the first spy thriller ever to bear the CIA stamp of approval. had Tom Berenger in it, Ron Silver, directed by Tim Matheson, who was Otter in Animal House. It was written by Roger Town, who wrote the screenplay for The Natural produced by David Madden and Robert W. Court, who is himself a former CIA official. It was made directly for Showtime, which is a subsidiary of AOL Time Warner, the world's largest media company. Never before has the CIA so fully embraced the movie. It even allowed the director to shoot inside the agency's sprawling Langley headquarters, Langley, Virginia, and provided 60 off-duty employees to serve as extras. So says Bill Harlow, the CIA's director of public affairs. By the way, Langley is the uh, head of the CIA, yeah. Did you know that Langley is also... The home office for AOL, America Online. Yeah. Same small little town that's mostly residential. Langley, Virginia. So I can imagine that the CIA is browsing through email at AOL, don't you think? See, senior CIA officials realized a few years back that assisting filmmakers and authors was one way the agency could be more open and accountable to the tax-paying public without divulging operational secrets. They even persuaded Chase Brandon, a veteran paramilitary officer. Who's jumped out of airplanes for the CIA all over the world to take a job in the public affairs office as the agency's liaison to Hollywood? And in 2001, three new television series The Agency, Alias, and 24. Did I name one of your favorite TV shows? And seven films, including Bad Company, The Bourne Identity, and The Sum of All Fears, were made with the CIA's approval. Hollywood filmmakers in the Pentagon have got a long history of cooperation. And they're aiming their propaganda... Right at you and I. You're in the crosshairs. This is a view from space back in a minute on 640 Toronto.
0: Six eight seven zero sixty four hundred or star six forty on your cell to contact the spaceman. His email address is spaceman at six forty Toronto dot com. This is a view from space on six forty Toronto.
2: I'm a guy to call space. This is a view from space on six forty Toronto. Television brainwashing. There's two kinds. There's hard and there's soft brainwashing. By television, being on in your home, it works through the power of suggestion. Television watching creates a, a state of drug-like oblivion to outside reality. The mind its a perception dulled by habitual viewing. It's ready to accept any new illusion of reality that's presented on the screen. The mind, in its drug-like stupor of television watching, is prepared to accept that the images that the television suggests as reality are reality. You'll then struggle to form fit a contradictory reality into the TV image, Havistock Brainwashers, who've studied television for 25 years, Confirm this. The TV signal itself puts the viewer in a state of drugged like oblivion. Television, as a media, consists of a constant visual signal of 50 half frames per second. And here's what 50 half frames per second do to you. The constant visual stimulus fixates you and causes a habit of response. The same habit. The prefrontal and association areas of the brain are dominated by the signal, by the screen. The left hemisphere of your brain, the center of visual and analytical calculating processes, they say, is reduced to its functioning of just tracking these images on the screen. There's no time to analyze. You accept what you saw. Provided you keep looking, you are unlikely to reflect on what you're doing and what you're viewing. That is, you'll be aware but unaware of this awareness. In other words, television acts just like a hypnotist. And the key to making the brainwashing work is the repetition of suggestion. And with people watching the two for six to eight hours a day, there's a lot of time for, for repeating suggestions. That's how you change things in a society that you want to change. You talk about them and repeat, 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 repeat until it's accepted. It's happening to us. It's making us change our laws when we don't want to. It's creating the need on the television in front of you to change the law so that you'll comply. that from Tavistock the brainwashing capital of the world and now the military has a hold of the entertainment media complex and the industry that makes the weaponry in other words the Illuminati is controlling the military the industrial the media entertainment all together and are coordinating it Toward their goal. Nothing in our in our world is as it seems. So I told you about. The reality series. The agency. 24. The TV program. Born Identity. The movie. The sum of all fears. All made with CIA's approval. The Pentagon sees the film industry as an important part of public relations. They're trying to make military more and more commercial. Which is why the Air Force, the United States Air Force, was very eager to be part of the CBS television reality series series American Fighter Pilots, which followed three guys as they trained to fly F-15s. It was executive produced by Tony Scott, director of Top Gun. His brother Ridley Scott, director of Black Hawk Down. And due to the enormous expense of military equipment, it makes financial sense for a guy who's making a film to get military cooperation, right? Fits like a glove. But then... You have to alter the scripts to fit the needs uh, of the Pentagon. So that means the military wants to be depicted in the movie in a very positive and heroic way. American ideologies are reinforced, not criticized. For example, in GoldenEye, 1995, the original script had a United States Navy admiral betraying state secrets, but it was changed to make the traitor a member of the French Navy. And you know about the American and the French bitterness. It's black magic and white magic. They're fighting, causing the chaos. The movie The Jackal got help from the Marines. They were given a, a better role. Major Laluntas objected that the helicopter pilots had no integral part in the action. They were effectively taxi drivers. So a letter from the film's director, Michael Caton Jones, said, I'm certain we can address the points that You raise and affect the appropriate changes in the screenplay that you requested. So cooperation was given to the production of Top Gun after uh, the character portrayed by Kelly McGillis was changed from an enlisted person to someone outside the military because as relationships between officers and enlisted personnel are against the uniform code of military justice, so they made the change. We made a bunch of changes to characters in the movie Independence Day. But the Department of Defense refused to help because the military appears impotent or inept. And all advances in stopping aliens are the result of actions by civilians. This is how it turns out in the movie, in the final final version. Other movies that you probably saw have got a lot of assistance from the Pentagon are Air Force One, made in 1997, A Few Good Men, Armageddon, The Hunt for Red October, Pearl Harbor. Boy, they really had their hand in that one. They changed history all around in that Disney flick. Patriot Games, Wind Talkers, Hamburger Hill, Behind Enemy Lines, Apollo 13, of course, tomorrow never dies a time to kill you figure it out here's some films that were denied helped by the Pentagon Apocalypse Now Catch 22 Doctor Strange Love Full Metal Jacket Last Detail Lone Star The Thin Red Line In 2001, George W.'s top political strategist, Karl Rove, met with a bunch of entertainment execs to discuss the war on terrorism and ways that Hollywood stars and filmmakers might work together with that government. It was spearheaded by Rove and Jack Valenti. Remember I told you he was an advisor to President Johnson, Lyndon Johnson, the guy who was fighting the Vietnam War. And it was organized by Sherry Lansing of Paramount Pictures. At the meetings were CBS, Viacom, Showtime, DreamWorks, HBO, MGM. And according to the CNN article, Valente is a periodic visitor to the White House. On major issues. So you know when you're digging deep into your pocket to pay those inflated prices to go see movies, you're just helping out the military complex. This is 640 Toronto. You're listening to a view from space. Spaceman on 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. I just lost all my emails. Every single one just blown right out. I got this box going, cannot start Microsoft Outlook. Unable to open the Outlook windows. It just happened. Or was it something I said? I've been talking about television and the effect that it has on us and the fact that now the Illuminati has control of the programmers and are programming us. As a matter of fact, to assist in the preparedness of possible future terrorist attacks, the Pentagon of the United States put out a mayday call to filmmakers skilled at imaging potential terrorist acts, including writers Stephen DeSouza, who wrote Die Hard, and David Engelbach, TV's MacGyver, and directors Joseph Zito, Invasion of the United States of America, David Fincher, The Fight Club, Spike Jones, being John Malkovich, was one of his movies, Mary Lambert, The In Crowd, one of hers, and Randall Kleiser, the guy who did Grease, They were asked to think about and get themselves deeply involved in apocalyptic brainstorming of the kind that has yielded acts of terrorism. The groups are part of the Institute for Creative Technologies that I've just mentioned out of the University of Southern California. It was assembled by Army Brigadier General Kenneth Burquist. So now you know, there's your proof. The writers are asked to write about certain things. you know for sure Arnold Schwarzenegger's writers have been working with that industrial-military complex for a while, sending out their propaganda. It's been going on a long time. It's been going on for years and years. Like one of my callers mentioned earlier on 640 Toronto, on a view from space. The Brave New World. Aldous Huxley. And also 1984. Orwell. Aldous Huxley wrote an essay in 1954 that detailed the mind-expanding insights of his mescaline trips. By altering his brain chemistry, Huxley tapped into a world of shimmering, indescribable sights and power. With his neurosensory input triggered, Huxley was able to enter the parallel universe described by every mystic in recorded history. By hallucination... Huxley wanted to remove all controls, all filters, all cultural conditioning from his perceptions and to confront the world or reality firsthand in its unedited, unretouched rawness. He wanted to get away from the world's perception of what was going on. We are the most conditioned, programmed beings the world has ever known. Not only are our thoughts and attitudes continually being shaped and molded, but our very awareness of the whole design seems like it's being subtly erased. Morrison's going to come to mind in a sec when I say this next sentence. The doors of our perception are carefully and precisely regulated. It's exactly what Jim Morrison got the name for his band. A man who was worth more dead to the Illuminati than alive... so he was killed. Popular culture or conventional wisdom is scientifically implanted in the public consciousness by a thousand media clips per day. Let me give you some background on the handling of information in our society today. What's the basic principles are illustrated about how our system of media control came about historically you might be more apt to question any given story in today's news now if everybody believes something it's probably wrong we call that conventional wisdom in the Western world, conventional wisdom that has mass acceptance is usually contrived. Somebody paid for it. You want an example? I'll give you a few. Here's one vaccination brings immunity. Here's some more conventional wisdom that has mass acceptance. And it's contrived. Somebody paid for it. Pharmaceuticals restore health. Here's another one. The cure for cancer is just around the corner. Want more? When a child is sick, he needs immediate antibiotics. Don't ever let his immune system do it itself. Never allow his immune system to work. Because then it will not need the drugs. Want another one? Hospitals are safe and clean. I get a million of them. Aspirin prevents heart attacks. They roll that story out every couple of years or so, and I am sure that it spikes the aspirin sales. There's not a good one. This is conventional wisdom that has mass acceptance, usually contrived. Somebody paid for it. Heart drugs improve the heart. This is a great one. Since the whole Viox, Celebrex, Stories were broken. All drugs are thoroughly tested before they go on the market. Conventional wisdom that has mass acceptance. Please do not be offended. But chemotherapy and radiation are effective cures for cancer. What it is ain't exactly clear. I'm Space,
1: 640 Toronto. There, me.
0: Call 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell to contact the spaceman. His email address is spaceman at 640toronto.com. This is A View from Space on 640 Toronto.
2: Spaceman, 640 Toronto. This is A View from Space. Taking the calls at four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred 6400 or star 640 on your cell phone. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. I got a shocker here for you. Jamie writes. Hello, Gary, love your show. They have been spraying heavily in the Niagara area. By the way, the subject if you haven't guessed already is chemtrails. We have never got clear skies. past 1 o'clock in the afternoon anymore. If I go for a walk earlier in the morning, you see these aircraft flying overhead, back and forth, leaving large trails that spread out like cloud banks in the sky, obscuring the sun and choking the skies. I am a pilot, as well as an aircraft technologist, have working with McDonnell Douglas Aircraft in the late 80s. I know what an ordinary contrail looks like. These are not contrails wake up, people, your government is killing you. They are spraying you, your kids, your mother, father, sister, and brother with toxic chemicals, all they consider the useless eater. They know that the United States and Canadian population is the only threat to their one-world government scheme, and they have plans to eliminate that threat. Your immune system is being weakened for the coming superbucks. These are bioengineered and when they are released will spread like wildfire throughout the weakened populace. The spring has been stepped out now to a fever pitch as these guys ready the continent for their final phase of the great dying. By the way, the spring has been documented to be going on across the continent, except a few places. A certain ranch in Texas, the White House. You will not hear any mention of this on the mainstream media, despite many people contacting them. There is a total media lockdown on this story. You will not hear a peep on this from CNN or large media outlets. He's absolutely right. I see them all the time myself. Four contrails per aircraft. Does it have something to do with the World Health Organization's new threat? Bird flu? I know they are setting the world up for some kind of pandemic. I don't know when it's coming. But you can be assured that when trouble does come, all of it's going to come at once. It isn't going to be one at a time. Also, there is talk about these chemtrails that also have another chemical inside that is actually sort of like putting Prozac in the air. To make people docile, more compliant. I don't know how true that is because I have not had a chemical breakdown of the air. And I wonder if that is possible. I think it must be. But who's to do it? Who has the equipment? That you and I can speak with. That you and I can trust. Chemtrails. Possible mind control. I've been talking about television. Now I'm talking about conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom... Is usually if everybody believes something, then it's probably wrong. That's conventional wisdom. I was giving examples before I went to break. More examples are the purpose of healthcare, in, of the, of the purpose of the healthcare industry is health. fluoride in the city water protects your teeth. Here's more conventional wisdom. Flu shots prevent the flu. This is a new one. This is this is like yesterday. Soy is your healthiest source of protein. Chronic pain is a natural consequence of aging. These are all things that everybody believes, but it's probably wrong. HIV is the cause of AIDS. Doctors are certain that the benefits of vaccines far outweigh any possible risks. You're an investor. The NASDAQ is a natural market controlled only by supply and demand. After they take out your gallbladder, you can eat anything you want. It's another bit of conventional wisdom. And I saved a really good one for the last one I want to tell you. An airliner can be flown with professional precision by a group of crazed amateurs into a 100-story building and caused that building to collapse on its own footprint. Twice. That's a list of illusions that have cost billions to conjure up. Did you ever wonder why most people think generally the same about most of those things I just talked about? Or, you ever wonder why you never see a politician speaking publicly unless he's reading? We want to make sure they say the right thing. Don't deviate from the script. Most people are compliant and naive and may never suspect that TV newsreaders and news articles are not telling you the whole story. They don't question the reliability and the accuracy of the way events are presented. Very few people take time to research beneath the surface and are still capable of independent thought. Because you see, events taking place in today's world are incredibly complex. In real life, events don't take place in black and white, but in thousands of shades of gray. Just discovering the actual facts and events as they happen is difficult enough. I the water is different every time you step into it. By the time a reasonable understanding of an event has been grasped, new events have already made that interpretation obsolete. And this isn't even adding historical, social, or political elements into the mix. Which you have to know about. Because if you don't know history... You are doomed to to repeat it in the future. It's 640 Toronto. This is A View from Space. I'm Space. Back with more in a moment. Spaceman, final hour of A View from Space. For this evening. It's 640 Toronto. I'm taking your emails at spaceman at 640 Toronto dot com or space at 640 Toronto dot com. I was just talking about newscasters who are not telling you the whole story and how incredibly complex today's events are, and with so much behind them, and how much you're actually given. All image, no substance. On something that should take at least a half an hour to actually get a grip on, your trusty newscasters are spending two sentences on. The media stories are covered with only the tiniest fraction of actual events, but stupidly claim to be summarizing all the news Did you know that the final goal of the Illuminati is to create a following of docile, unquestioning consumers? They use three basic tools, and they're being used throughout history. They are tool number one, deceit, tool number two, dissimulation. And here comes the big one. Number three, distraction. Over time, the sophistication of these tools of propaganda has evolved into a very structured science laid down by none other than the father of Spin himself, already mentioned on this show tonight on 640 Toronto, Edward Bernays, he did it over a century ago. He's the father of spin. First, there's deceit. Let's check it out. Deliberate misinterpretation of fact has always been the privilege of the directors of mass media. Their agents, the PR industry, can afford random objective journalists looking at the stories that actually take place. If journalists actually did that, there would be too much confusion for the average consumer who's been spoon-fed his opinion since he was born. So they don't do that. In all the confusion the person might get the idea that he's supposed to make up his own mind about the significance of some event or other. The end product of good media is always single-mindedness. Confusion and individual interpretation of events do not give a one-dimensional outlook. Which the Illuminati is always demanding. So, for this reason, events got to be spun, got to have an interpretation of it, a frame of reference. But the subtleties are omitted. And all that's really given to you is the bottom line. The minute that decision is made, what spin to put on a story? We've left the world of reporting and entered the world of propaganda. By definition, propaganda replaces faithful reporting with deceitful reporting. Here's an obvious example. The absurd allegations of Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction as a rationale for the invasion of Iraq. Well, well, none were ever found, but that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. They weren't really looking for weapons anyway. But the deceit served its purpose, didn't it? It got them in there, didn't it? And later this whole ruse of weapons mass destruction can be abandoned and forgotten like it is. Usefulness is over. And guess what? Nobody noticed. Characterization of Saddam Hussein as a murderous tyrant was decided to be an insufficient excuse for invading a sovereign nation. Because after all, there's literally dozens of those kinds of guys, murderous tyrants all over the world, going the merry way. So it was decided that the murderous tyrant thing, not good enough, was not enough, to whip a sleeping people into war consciousness has historically involved one additional prerequisite, which is threat. So, Saddam must therefore be not only a baby-killing maniac, he must be a threat to the rest of the world. Why? Well, because he has weapons of mass destruction. For almost two years, three years, this myth was constantly programmed into the world's consciousness. Hitler used the same tactic with the Czechs and the polls at the beginning of his rampage. these peaceful people were not portrayed as an easy mark for the German war machine no they were a threat to the fatherland itself and threats must be removed and all available force mustn't they with Iraq that one phrase weapons of mass. Destruction repeated ad nauseum month after month served its purpose. Whipped the people into the war mode. Didn't even have to be true, it just had to work. A staggering indicator of how low the general awareness has sunk is that this mantra continued to be used as their license to invade. And as you know, they could never find them. They gave up. They quit. So confident was the PR machine in this general inattention to detail that they didn't even find it necessary to plant a few to justify the invasion. You know, it was almost insulting to a thinking man. So you can see a little deceit goes a long way. All it takes is repetition. Lay the groundwork and the people will buy anything. After that, just ride it out until they seem doubtful again. Then go on to the next deceit. Up next, dissimulation. Get a handle on that, how that works. 640 Toronto, A View from Space. Going deep inside the Illuminati's thought process. On Programming You.
0: You're listening to A View from Space with the Spaceman. Exercising the right to free speech... While he still can, your city, your station, 640
1: Toronto.
2: Spaceman on 640 Toronto, this is a view from space. So I'm going through the 3Ds. These are the three basic tools, by the way, that's been used throughout history to create a following of docile, unquestioning automatons. And the three Ds are deceit, dissimulation, and distraction. Deceit, I've already been through the act or practice of deceiving someone, tricking them. And I used the example of the Illuminati wanting to get into the cradle of civilization and reclaim it for their own, Iraq. And they used weapons of mass destruction. And then bringing democracy to the Iraqi people dissimulation simply means to pretend not to be something you are like some insects who can disguise themselves as leaves or twigs right and they pretend not to be an insect Or government officials who pretend not to be acting in their own interest or the Illuminati's interest, but rather in your interest, the public's interest. Dissimulation. To pretend not to be what you are. Whether it's Bush as a born-again Christian or Hitler in Germany. Aggressors do not present themselves as marauding invaders initiating hostilities, but instead as defenders against external threats. They bring peace to the world by invading. By selling arms, they bring about peace. They lay down necessary new rules to ensure security. To pretend to be what you're not. dissimulation Other obvious examples of dissimulation you see today are pretending that the world's oil supply is running out. Not buying it. King Hubbard's peak oil not buying it There's plenty of oil You just don't allow too much on the top above ground If you only allow so much, you can charge, say, $54.49 a barrel. Friday's closing price. And here's another obvious example of dissimulation: pretending like more and more government will not further stifle an already struggling economy pretending like programs favoring minorities are not just another form of racism Pretend to be what you're not. Dissimulation. And the third and final one, the tool for three Ds, is distraction. This is used to keep you and me, the public, from thinking too much. Bread and circuses worked for Caesar in old Rome. The people need to be kept quiet while the small group in power carries out its agenda, which always involves... Fortifying its own position. And we've had some great distractions Super Bowl Sunday, World Series, UEFA Cup, the Olympics. The Tour de France. It's had some great ones. An endless succession of unspeakably boring, inane movies showed on plots. We've had a million of them. The sexless flash of MTV and much music with its uninspired lack of talent. A study, basically, in split-second phony images. Colossally dull TV shows that serve the secondary purpose of instilling proper robot attitudes into people who have little other instruction in life values. There's plenty Of distractions. I want to get into the father of spin before I close tonight on 640 Toronto on a view from space. This guy, Edward L. Bernays, dominated the PR industry until the 40s. And his ideas had an incredible force for another 40 So, on to about a hundred years of affecting the human psyche is what Edward L. Bernays accomplished during his lifetime and after his lifetime. This guy took on hundreds of assignments to create a public perception about some idea or product. One few examples. One of Bernays first assignments was to help sell the First World War to the American public with the idea of make the world safe for democracy. Where have you heard that one before? They're still using that one. We've seen this phrase in every war and U.S. military involvement since that time. A few years later, Bernays set up a stunt to popularize the notion of women smoking cigarettes. He organized the 1929 Easter Parade in New York City. He showed himself a, a force to be reckoned with. He organized the Torches of Liberty Brigade in which suffragettes marched in the parade smoking cigarettes as a mark of women's liberation. After that one event women would be able to feel secure about destroying their own lungs in public the same way that men have always done. This is also the guy who popularized the idea of bacon for breakfast. Yeah, bacon for breakfast is Edward Bernays' idea. This guy never turned down a challenge either. He set up the liaison between the tobacco industry and the American Medical Association that lasted for almost a half a century. They proved to all and everybody that cigarettes were beneficial to your health. Look at the old ads in old issues of Life, Work Time or Journal of the American Medical Association from the 40s and 50s where the doctors are recommending this or that brand of cigarettes as promoting healthful digestion or whatever. Just a doctor standing there in his white smock, smoking. Say hello to Edward L. Bernay's work. And him and his buddies also evolved the principles where you can get masses of people swayed through messages, repeated over and over and over and over, hundreds of times per week, to get them to do it or buy it. And once the economic power of media became well-known, Everybody rushed in to follow the lead. And Bernays was the top dog, the gold standard. He was the source. All the new PR leaders across the world always deferred to him. Even Joseph Goebbels, Hitler's minister of propaganda, studied him closely. Back with more on the Father of Spin on 640 Toronto. This is A View From Space. on 640 Toronto this is a view from space I'm talking about the father of spin Edward Bernays the man who dominated the PR industry for almost a century he didn't live that long he just was an incredible force for about 40 years during his life and then about 40 years after he died they still kept on with his style and with his ideas As just before I I went to break, I was talking about Joseph Goebbels, even, the minister of propaganda for Adolf Hitler, going by what Bernays' golden rules were. See, as Bernays saw it, his job was to reframe an issue, just to create a desired image that would put a particular product or concept... In a really good, desirable light. He never saw himself as a master hoodwinker, which he was, but as a servant of humanity. He was obviously an Illuminati member. He described the public as a herd that needed to be led. And his herd-like thinking makes people susceptible to leadership, he once said. And he never, ever deviated from his number one rule. And his number one rule was to control the masses without their knowing it. The best PR happens when the people are unaware that they're being manipulated because if they find out they'll run from it or look for the fault and discover it all the early mass persuaders took that position as performing a moral service for humanity in general I see the politicians doing that all the time it's always for our good But it never is done for our good. Here's some of Bernays' propaganda, which he wrote himself. I'll quote it for you. Those who manipulate the unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of the country. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested suggested largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner, if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our lives, whether in the severest politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand this mental process and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pulled the wires that control the public mind. Sound like an Illuminati to you? Hey, Bernays learned on the most effective way to create credibility for a product or an image was by independent third-party endorsement. For example, if General Motors were to come out and say that Global warming is a hoax thought up by some liberal tree-huggers. People would suspect GM's motives since GM's fortune is made by selling autos. But, if some independent research institute with a very credible-sounding name say, like, the Global Climate Coalition, if they could come out and say with a scientific report that says global warming is really a fiction, people begin to get confused and to have doubts about the original issue, that global warming is a problem. So that's exactly what Bernays did with a policy inspired by genius. This guy set up more institutes, more foundations than anybody, than Rockefeller, than Carnegie combined. Quietly, they were financed by the industries whose products were being evaluated. These independent researchers would churn out scientific studies and press materials that could create an image that the handlers want. And these front groups are always given very high-sounding names. And you may even recognize uh, uh, a couple of them. There's the Temperature Research Foundation, the International Food Information Council, Consumer Alert, the Advancement of Sound Science Coalition, the Manhattan Institute, the Cato Institute, the Tobacco Institute Research Council, Alliance for Better Foods. Sound pretty legit, don't they? They were made up. Independent third-party endorsements to give credence to the lies. What global warming? Hey, I want to end with this. I don't have a kicker tonight. The Jekyll does. Come to me from spaceman at 640toronto.com. Hello, Gary. On Wednesday the 9th, 2,995,400 shares were traded on WestJet on Thursday the 10th. Another 1,008,200 shares traded. Abnormal? Yes. Daily volume is generally two hundred to 400,000 shares. Why would anyone buy an airline stock when oil is northbound? on the ninth oil traded between 54 16 and 55 65 that's a barrel just about an all-time high in fact just pennies off an all-time high question WestJet lost money in the last quarter with oil reaching an all-time high why would anyone buy this stock on this day Answer, someone new Jetsgo would either have its operating certificate pulled by the Transport Canada or LeBlanc and his inner circle tipped off specific investors. Between 10 and 1, I can't remember the exact minute, RBC Securities made a huge trade. A million shares plus on the 9th of March. Less than 48 hours before the event. Question, who benefited? Answer, FMR Corporation. A large position in WestJet. They made 53 million on Friday on JetGo's go, Jet failure. Ontario Teachers' Pension Plan Board picked up 55 million. Possibly a and a LeBlanc and his insiders. No way of knowing how much they got. Well, that's the show. Coast to coast is next. This has been a view from space on 640 Toronto. I'm space. I'm out.
5: Mr. Sagae's.